0: Good evening, hope you are all doing great. Today we are learning Maseches Sota Daf. what are we doing? Daf Gimel, and also Daft Dalet and we're one blot behind, we're going to be catching up tonight and tomorrow night. Over the course of the uh, first days of Yantif, we'll, I'll make it work so that by the end of Yantif we're aligned, I think we have to do another blot and a half, basically every every time we learn because we're missing Erev Yantif, and then that's going to put us another blot behind, so we'll catch up, Mir Tashem, by the end of Yantif. And then Sunday to Sunday, I'm out of town. Rabbi Robinson arranged for Rabbi Ruven Handler to sub for me. Uh, So you're welcome to join him here in person. I will still be posting and recording. Even if you don't listen, I don't care. I'm just doing it to make sure that I actually learn something qualitative while I'm not with you. Uh, You are my Mechaev, so uh, I can't let myself escape the responsibility. Um, And if uh, if I'm wearing a sweatshirt, no, if I'm wearing a regular shirt, yes, just a... It's not a very sophisticated conversation. It's just a very logistical. on the kit, nobody can see. Uh, I uh, I usually crawl out of bed, make myself learn and record. So if that's happening. It's gonna be. It's gonna be on yeah, what that I can put it on Podbean if that's helpful on podcasts if that's more helpful. Okay, that I can do. Compromise. Do. Yeah. It's called a podcast. It's uh, you know what a podcast is, but it's just Podbean Podbean is it's just how I upload. Let's talk about real things. Let's get started. Oh, yes. We are on Maseches Sota, Gimel of Gimel three lines down. We have a lot of ground to cover. A lot of this is straightforward and or agarata. So we're going to be moving pretty quickly. So please join me, Gimel of four lines down. Tanya, the Brysa writes, Rights. Hey, Rabbi Meir Omer. That if a person does an Avera in private, HaKadosh will, rele- will reveal it in public, referring, in this case, to a sota. And the word V'avar in another context, the language of Avera, word was used to show that Moshe was making a proclamation in the community, and therefore we see that in our language of Avera, that when it comes to a sota, that will in due time be revealed that she had done something inappropriate. A very well-known Gemara that a person cannot do an Avera unless there's a Ruach Shtos that's nichnas. if we had our faculties to us, we would never do anything wrong. No latitude to do anything wrong. Only when there's a Ruach Shtos. And the word Siste, a little play on words, is Siste from the word Shote, Ksiv. That's what the word reads like. It's, what, how, it's uh, how how it would have been uh, un- uh, vowelized had we put vowels to it. Getting back to some halachic aspects of the Gemara, which is why is it that we believe one person to uh, create a scenario where a sota is no longer a sota by saying that she talked a to someone as we saw the other day. Because we're not coming out of thin air. There's uh, there's context. What's the context? Because she he, she was warned by her husband. She was alone with this man. And we're going to be spending a lot of time today discussing what it means to be alone in regard in regards to timing and one aide was able to say that she was tme, that she slept with someone this is not so simple because this is fascinating. If you look through the parsha of sota, you'll find that the language of Vikine, that the husband was Mekana, his wife is after the pasuk speaks about stira. So the chronology in the Psukim looks like stira first, followed by Tuma. Followed by kinui. So Abaye says what he, uh, Rabbi Papa says to Abaye. What are you talking about? It's, it's out of order. Kinui is after Sira. Says the Gemara Amar le, The language of is the Avar is Vikvar Avar. The Avar love Rokina from a while back. Really, the Pesukim appear to be out of chronology, but the word Avar is a historical word. It's a past tense word, and therefore the the kinui was actually before the Sirah. Says the Gemara if That's true. Third of the way down on Gimel manalev Then we have another pasuk speaking about. Uh, soldiers going forward, kol crossing the Jordan, that all of these uh, halutsim, all of these pioneers, all of these soldiers are going to cross. Hachenami, Are you going to say here too that they crossed a long time ago? That doesn't fit with the next part of the passage. Kassamid mm-hmm. there, there, the word is implying something about the future. It says the Gemara, you're right. If, in our case, by Sota, if you looked at it the way that it was written, and really Stira was first and Kinui was later, that makes no sense. If if the Vavar is found after she's already admittedly guilty, then what good does the Kinui do? It has to be that the Kinui is historical. So, even though it's true, let's just solidify this point. When we read the partios of Sota and we see that the Kinui is after the Stira and Tumah, you're right, it doesn't appear right. But the word avar throws us back into history and says Kinui was really before Stira. We are halfway down. The Gemara says Tana, the Tana that a person will not be Mekana, will not warn his wife unless he has some type of spirit enter into him. Because it says so. The Gemara says, my ruach, what kind of ruach has gotten into him? What was hitting him? Says the Gemara, ruach a and says Ravashi no Ravashi I'm a ruach tara no it was Lashem Shamayim he wanted to have a kadosh home. he wanted his house to be Shalim. he wanted his wife to be to be honest and to be dedicated and to be monogamous she didn't want him he didn't want her to be doing things like this like that's not that's not healthy so maybe it was a ruach tara and the Gemara says to Tanya mistabra uh, okay. says the Gemara mistabra keman amar ruach tara it's probably likely that Ravashi is right why is that true because the Tanya the Brayer writes v'kineh esish to ruach rishus that a husband is allowed, but not obligated, to be makana as Ishta when he suspects something, but Rabbi Akiva Omer Choveh, that it is an obligation to be makana Now, I could understand in regards to the Machlokas of Rishus versus Chiyuv, if in fact it's a Ruach tara. but says the Gemara, if in fact the reason why he's being makana is because he has negative feelings, Rishus V'choveh Le'iyu Inish Ruach Tumah We're going to have a machlokas if this ruach tuma is l'chatchilah b'dyevet. It's not shaykh. It should be completely forbidden. So it must therefore be that the ruach that the husband is having is a ruach tahara. He wants his house to be shalom. He wants his house to be peaceful. He wants his wife to be honest. And therefore, it's a ruach tahara. And that makes sense in the b'risa. Now, this machlokas that we just had between Rabbi Yishmol and Rabbi Akiva in regards to whether or not this is a rishos or choba, to be mekane es ishto, is a choba, we're now going to see... That there really are three machlokos between these two amoraim, these two tanaim, excuse me, that are very similar, and then we're going to analyze them. Two thirds of the way down, Gufa, the Kineas Ishto, rishus tiberi Rabbi Shmuel, like we just saw Rabbi Kiva Omer merchova. We saw there's a machlokas tanaim between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. So whether or not being mekana one's wife is a rishus that was Rabbi Shmuel, or if it's a chova like Rabbi Akiva, and we have another machlokas as well. Lo Tama, We know by a kohen in regards to him becoming talmi to one of his family members, that is rishus tiberi Rabbi So So that means that you have an option. It's optional. If you're a kohen and one of the immediate family members pass away, it's an option. You're not required to become tummy. Odd. That's not how we typically look at it. We look at it like Rabbi Akiva does. Rabbi Akiva, Omerchovah, it is an obligation for a husband to bury his immediate loved ones, for a kohen to bury his immediate loved ones. And then the third machlokas between Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva is as follows: Lo adin by having a non-Jewish slave rishus. There, to keep them forever is a rishos, but not an obligation. And Rabbi Akiva Omer Chobah, that it is an obligation to keep the slave forever. You're never allowed to free them. Three machlokos, seemingly very similar. Omar le'i Papa This is the same same two people talking. We just saw above that Rav Papa was talking to Abaye. Omar le'i Rav Papa Abaye says, wait one second. We're not exactly sure who said it. And says, wait, Lamo Rabbi Akiva Torah Kula Hachi to and Rabbi Akiva have this machlokes as a theme throughout all of Torah. That whenever the Torah says you're allowed to do a mitzvah, Rabbi Shmuel says it's a rishus, and Rabbi Akiva says it's a chova, that pasha can't be. That means every mitzvah you have to put on tefillin, it's a reshus. <laughs> paskin like Rabbi Shmuel, I'm not putting them on today. That's for sure not how we paskin. We're obligated to do mitzvah saseh. We're obligated. There are some that there are some that we don't pursue. There's a mitzvah to get divorced. We don't pursue the mitzvah to get divorced. It's a mitzvah I'll say fine. But these three mitzvahs that were listed are the ones that are listed as Rishus versus Choba, Demarama, Rishus, Humarama, Chobah. So it says, it can't be that that's the case. Ella, Pacha, in these three cases, in the case that we have by Sota, in the case that we have by tuma, and in the case that we have by the eved who's a goi, we have a machlokas between these two tanoim. The template that we're going to see is the same three times in a row in regards to these three machlokos. It's all about psukim and, and says the Gemara, 15, 20 lines from the bottom. What about the machlokas that we saw in regards to being Makana, one's spouse? So there we said the Rabbi Shmol holds that it is a rishus. Rabbi Akiva holds that it's a khova. So, okay, so my time at Rabbi Shmol. Why does Rabbi Shmol say that it's only a rishus that a husband is not obligated to be Makana his wife when he suspects something? Because, Savar Lokhi Haitana Detanya, because Rabbi Shmuel holds like the following author of Abrisa, which is Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer, Ben Yako Omer, Klape, um, uh, Klape Shah Amra Torah, Losi Snay Sachicha, Biloba Yachal Kigonzu. We know that the Torah tells us you're not allowed to have hatred in your heart for anybody, and you're, you seem to be a little bit upset at your wife to point that you're saying, Al Tadabri, Al Tistatri, and Ploni. So that doesn't look right. Oh, so we see that it's allowed. It's a matir on the Isra of Losisna Sechicha Bilba Vecha. You might have thought that you can't be Makana, your wife. You can't tell her to not speak to someone because it's Losisna Sechicha. Your feelings toward her are very negative. It says the Gemara. We have a matir. Don't worry. The Pusik says it's allowed. So it's only a Roshus. It's not a Choba. What does Rabbi Akiva say to Rabbi Shmuel? Incorrect. Kinui, achrina, see, 10 lines from the bottom. He says that it says Kinui twice. It says the Kine is Esishto uh where's the pasuk? And then it says uh Kina." the kine isto. It says it twice in the same pasik, the kine sishto. That is Midbar, midbar Parake Posagidal. So therefore, because it says it twice, one is a matir to override Losistan Sikhi habil babeka, and the other is to make it a Chiyu, that you're obligated. That's where Rabbi Akiva gets his sheet from Mach Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. What would Rabbi Shmuel say about this extra use of a kine's ishto? He says, I did the nitma bi lonitma, He says no. The Torah refers to two two types of, of women. One is she actually was guilty, and the other is and she really didn't do anything wrong. So in those two cases, we have kineis Ishto in both cases, one for each one. But but the words the words isto were really not extra. So that the Gemara says. That, the Gemara says, is based on, a, based on a principle that we have, that there are no extra words in, in Chlomish. So really, when it says vihi nitzma and vihi lo both of those cases were warranted. How would we know that to be true? Because the Gemara says... Four lines before the wide lines, Whenever you have something in the Torah that's written and repeated, it's only repeated because of something that's new. So therefore, we had the case of a nitma. we needed that case, and we had the case of a Lonitma, a case where she was innocent and a case where she was guilty. And in each case, we attached the words of Kiney's because she deserved kinui. In both cases, we didn't know, we didn't know what the outcome was going to be. So therefore, nothing is extra. You can't make a drasha from there. And Rabbi Shmal keeps his shita uh, that he holds that is ishto is a Rishos. Rabbi Akiva holds his shita, that it is a Bola. Let's go on to the second case where they have a Machlokas, which is Lo Yitama, where we see that there's a Machlokas about um, a kohen becoming tummy for his immediate relatives, and there we said, that rishus, that it's only a rishus." Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Divi <laughs> Kiva Omer choba he says that you're obligated to become tummy for your immediate relatives. Says the Gemara, "My time with Rabbi Shemal. why does Rabbi Shemal say when it comes to loy tamah by the obligation or the seeming obligation for a kohen to become tummy for his immediate family members? Why does he say that it's only a rishus?" The Gemara says three lines from the bottom because I did receive because the pasuk says, "Emor ala kohen b'nei aron v'amartal haemel nefesh loy tamah b'amav." of lo mm-hmm. So therefore we had to have an extra pasuk here to indicate to us that it is only a rishus. It says again, Rabbi Akiva, no, we learned that out from that a coin is allowed to become tame from, uh, from the pasuk of Ki'im Lishero, and therefore lo yitama, that extra phrase, that's the choba to teach us that their taka is a choba for the coin to become tame. For an immediate family it's not a rishus. Rabbi Shmuel, what does he do with lo yitama? He says, La mitama and the ain mitame la that uh, yes, you're allowed to become tummy to the maze, but you're not allowed to become numi- tummy for a limb of a maze. Rahman al-Azlan, if there's an amputation and the leg has to be buried, so maybe it's his family member, but he's not allowed to go to that burial of the limb because that's not where the tomb is. So the word law is taken, therefore. Whereas Rabbi Akiva uses the word law to teach us that there's a khoba for the coin to become tummy like for his immediate family member, Rabbi Shmuel says that word's already used, and you cannot bring out a case of chova. Here too, they hold their party lines. And we're on the top of Gimalamad Bez, and we're still continuing to understand the sheet of Rabbi Akiva within the world of law yitama. So Rabbi Akiva says, on the top of Yim, Beis, Rabbi Akiva, Im according to what you're saying, it should have just said the word law and leave it alone, Rabbi Shmuel. No need for anything else. Leave the, leave out the word yitama. <laughs> yitama, shmami that I'm right, says Rabbi Akiva, that it must be that there's an absolute chiyu for a coin to become tummy for his family members. Um, what does Rabbi Shmuel say back to that? Second line, Rabbi Shmuel, he says, that's not a good argument. I did the chas of law, because of yitama. we needed both words. And each of them taught me something unique. And one of them taught me, the law taught us, as we saw earlier, was the din about the Eva Reha, and Mitama uh, only teaches me that then that he's allowed to become Tami, but not that it's an ob- obligation. And here he quotes the same b'risa. As mentioned, all three of these cases have the same templating. So here he says the same thing. Each of these words is necessary. Anytime the Torah repeats anything, And therefore, these cases, each of them teach us something unique. And therefore, Rabbi Shmuel still holds that a Kohen is allowed, but not required to become Tami for an immediately family member. But Rabbi Akiva holds that's not true. It's an absolute chiyu. And let's move on to case number three, where they share a machlokas, and that's the Olam Bahemd HaVodu, where there's a, an Eved who's a Goy. So the Gemara says, Rishus, that he, Rabbi Shmuel that Rabbi Shmo was of the opinion that it's only a Rishus in regards to keeping them forever. Rabbi Kiva that you're obligated to keep them forever. My time is Rabbi Shmuel. why does Rabbi Shmuel say that it's only a Rishus? Because I did Dixib Lo Sechaya Kol Neshama, back to the din that we haven't spoken about in this Masechta, but we have in Shas, which is... That the, the Shiva Amim, the seven nations which used to live in Eretz Yisrael, we had an obligation to destroy all of them. That's the pasuk Lo kol neshama. We're obligated to wipe them out. It Says the Gemara. Itzchok nami echad. Says Rabbi Shmuel. We needed also to have the words to teach us the a The Mishray to allow us. Ten lines down. Echad mikol someone who's not one of the Shiva Amim, a regular goy who's not part of the Shiva Amim, sheba la'kenanis who. Uh, was, who fathered a child with a Canaanite, one of the Sheva Amemim, the Holy Mimena Ben, and this Canaanite, who really we should have wiped her out, but we didn't, and she had a baby from a man who was not part of the Sheva Amemim. The Allah <speaking> is <in> Rishai L'Knosa. You're allowed to make a Kenyan on that person. Mm-hmm. The Tanya, the Brice Rice, <speaking in Spanish> How do we know that if a man who was not part of Sheva Amemim, uh cohabited with a woman who was part of Sheva Amemim, that the Ben is not part of the Din of you're allowed to keep him alive. Because the pasuk says in chumash that way, that as long as the husband is a non shiva Amaman father, then even though the mother is a shiva Amaman woman, it doesn't matter. The kid can still be purchased as a as an evid. Yocho, you might have thought the reverse. What if umos? Let's say the man was a Kanani, one of the Shiva Amamin, and the woman was not, she was a regular woman. You might have thought that maybe if the father was an Evid, the father was from Shiva Amamin, and the mother was not, the baby has the din like the mother. Incorrect. No, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do that. If the father of the baby was a kanani, even though the mother was not. So the din is that we follow the father's status. This is room for where people sprach in uh, patrilineal descent. It's Sheker B'chaza. That's not what this din is talking about. We're not talking about Jewish status. The baby's a goida rice under all circumstances because both parents are gone. That's not what we're talking about. But these are the you'll find the reform rabbis and conservative rabbis Saint Patriolin and Al-Santa's Mutter from these kinds of sources. And those are the erudite ones. They're the ones who are not so erudite just say the, the times have changed, which is not even a very good argument. <laughs> Therefore, I can eat pork. I can, I can, I can decide that any din and Chumash I don't want to keep anymore because it doesn't work for me. Crazy. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says. What does Rabbi Akiva say back? Because now this is all Rabbi Shmuel's argument. Rabbi Shmuel was of the opinion that the reason why the pesukim are the way they are is to teach us that yes, you're taka allowed to purchase an eved if the mother is a Kenanis and the father is from the Minhaumos Olam, one of the non Shiva Amim nations. So that's what the pasuk was for. Rabbi Akiva he said I already learned that mehem I already learned that from another pasuk. That Mimehem Tiknu, Nafka. And therefore Lo Olam Hem Tavodu What then is the pasuk Olam Says the Gemara that it's a chova that I'm obligated to keep them. From forever and I can never free them. Rabbi Shmuel, what does he say? No, he says that's teaching me something else, that there's a din of bohem by the goy, but not by a yid. So therefore, Rabbi Shmuel says, you can't use the Pasuk the way you did, and therefore I, I maintain my opinion, like Rabbi Shmuel says, that it's a Rishus and not a chova. Rabbi Akiva, Back and forth, Rabbi Kiva says. Mm-hmm. We say for the Kronavka, he says in regards to Jews that we already know. We know that you can't do that by a Jew already. So Rabbi Kiva says your pasuk that you're trying to say it is not available for me. You're wrong. The pasuk of is available, and therefore I would hold like I've been saying that Tavodu is a chiyuv that you're obligated to keep them in slavery. Rabbi Shmuel, what would he say? We need both pesukim. Like we're seeing for the third time today, the That every pasuk has uh, something specific to learn, and Rabbi Akiva is wrong, and Rabbi Shmuel is right. And there are three machlokos um, are very very similar in all three of these cases. Again, let's just review. It's a lot of details, but let's review the three cases and summarize cleanly. We first saw Machlokas in regards to kinui, Machlokas Rabbi Shmal, and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shmal said for a husband to be Makana, his wife, and to warn her, it's a rishus and not a chiv. Rabbi Akiva says it's a chiv and not a rishus. Machlokas, we explain the ma'arim Then we saw the din of Loyi um, Tama that uh, a kohen may or may not be required to become tame for his immediate family members mentioned in the Torah. And Rabbi Shmuel was of the opinion that it's a Rishus. The Kohen does not have to go to that funeral. And uh, Rabbi Akiva said, absolutely, you're wrong. When the Torah gives you the, gives you the opportunity to do that, it's not a matir, it's a mechaev, and you're obligated to go to that funeral. And last but not least, the din of, uh, uh, no, the din of a goi who's in Eved. So there we saw Machlokas Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. In regards to whether or not it's a or a and there too we explained to all the Maramukoma. So, Rabbi Shemal was of the opinion that it's a Roshus to hold on to that Evit. Rabbi Akiva was of the opinion that it's a Chiv to hold on to that Evit. We're more than halfway down, we're about four lines before the wide lines, getting back into some uh, difficult Gemara's to explain. These are the Gemara's you have to be careful about, uh, talking about them outside of the context of, uh, of the four walls of a base Medrash. We're going to learn a Rashi to clarify things here as well. Says the Gemara as follows. That uh, when there's Nus in a house, it's like uh, sesame that has worms in it, which is, I mean, you can it's, you just got to get rid of all the all the sesame. There's no way to solve for it. When there's anger in a house, there too, it's like worms that have that have gotten into the sesame bag and both of this is only true when we're talking about a woman when Znus is in a house and when anger is in a house aval less and that's why these gemaras are you have to understand them the rishonim you don't want people to abuse uh, to abuse our gemara and you also don't want them to deal with apologetics so let's let's see what the rishonim say we don't need to wax poetic we have rashi Thank God we have Rashi back. So let's just look back in Rashi. Rashi is about halfway down. Karya, we saw Nus So too, if there's Nus from, from the wife, that it ruins the house. Tukva is kas, is anger, and the Gemara said both of these Tukva was Nusa the Amrinon the they apply be Itza. Why? Because Ksha Isha Mizana when a woman is, if she's mezana, if she's cheating, or if she is a if she's a ba'alas kas. Lefisha isha mis'asekes biznuneha, ve'ena'osa malachta. When a woman is doing these things, she's focusing on her own self, and she's not focusing on the home, ve'ena'osa She's not taking care of her home. shameras besa, she's not taking care of the house at all. Umaf. es shel baila l'menafim. And she gives over her husband's money to the menafim, to the men that she's cheating with. Now, this was just not the same profile at that time. Men were not in charge of the homes. There was no uh, 2023, even Stephen, I do this, you do that. Everything was not 50-50s. It wasn't like that. It wasn't the culture at all. Stay-at-home dads was not a thing. It's not not common now either, but it certainly wasn't common then. So that's why the Gemara is not talking here. It's less bad if the husband does it. That's not what it means. It's just saying we're talking talkless. Who's running the house? If she's running the house, it's worse for the house. So Let's just be clear what's going on here. Um, And these Gemaras often get quoted out of context. Next. Uh, first of the very long lines, before the Jewish people did any Averas, Rashi here highlights by Arayos. What a dargah that all of the Jewish people had the Shechina. They knew what was going on. She was with all of the Jews. Once they started doing some Averas with Arayos, they saw the Shechina left them. that when a Kodesh Baruch sees that you're doing bad things, he leaves you. Amareb shmuel barachmen. Amarevunas kol os mitzvah Anyone who does even one even one mitzvah baol mazeh and we Jews are mali mitzvos kirimon even the even the slackers among us. Huh? I feel lo shaban, right? And that's uh, even for the slackers. Sim kadam tokehol lahaslafana baol mazeh. When we do a mitzvah uh, it's FedEx all the way up to Shemayim, way before we get there. However, uh, <speaking in Hebrew> that your righteousness goes before you. <speaking in> but <Hebrew> Anyone who does an Avera, even one in this world, <speaking> in <Hebrew> it surrounds you. The Rashi, Rashi says, uh, <speaking in Hebrew> that it, uh, it's like wrapped up in you. It's bound, bound to you. <speaking in Hebrew> and it joins you when you go up to Shemayim. That's an image. Shinemar, Yalafto, Orchos de Rachim, Yalu Beso, Viovedu. That Yalafto, it wraps up with you, Orchos de on your way, and it will go up, Yalu, Beso, Viovedu. It will go up into the heavens, and Viovedu, and you will be lost. Rabbi Eliezer, Omar, that these have especially by by Znu, so he says, Kshur Boke it's attached to you like a dog is attached to its master. Healed, always by the side. The Pasuk by Yosef says that he didn't listen to her. To sleep with her. And to be with her. Strange double language. The Gemara clarifies. If you sleep with her, then there's an Avera certainly down here. And And if you violate that Avera, it's going to join you up in the next world as well. These are not the things that we want. Any, Any Avera we want to avoid. Certainly this. Okay, end of the agaritas for today. A little bit of the thinking cap. The Gemara says, Tanan Hashem, we have a Mishnah that seems to indicate the opposite of what we learned yesterday." What did we learn yesterday? We learned that one person can undo a sota scenario. That when it comes to Tuma, when a person, when a man says, "I saw that woman sleep with that man," she's no longer a sota. She's not drinking the me sota anymore. Why? Because there's no svekos anymore. Rabbi Muscat asked me this morning. Danny Muscat said, "What's a vaday sota?" A vadai sota is someone who is besophic about Znos, wow. and a sothic sota is a woman who likely cohabited. It's a funny flip of language. So the, the vadai sota, you're not a vadai sota. We know that you slept with someone, so that's him you're of about. So it says the Gemara, how do how do we really know that this is the case? Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe we should assume that you need two aid for tuma. For, we need two Edim to indicate that a woman, in fact, slept with a man, and one would be insufficient. It would be logical to assume so. How do we know? Says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, eight lines or so into the wide lines at the end of the line. Which, as we will see at the very bottom of this page, Edus harishona is referring to Stira, when She's actually alone with the man. There, Sarta Isr Olam, there it doesn't necessarily create an Isra Olam, because the May can solve for her. And enemies there, mm-hmm. there, the rishonim the Tanaim agree that we need two aidim. So then about the tumor, when she might have slept with him, isr olam. When we if we find out she actually slept with someone, then it's an isr Olam. There ain't no dinch, How can you say that one aid is sufficient? If you have two aidim by Stira. <coughs> <coughs> if you have two aid by stira, there's no reason that you should have one aid by Tuma. Says the Gemara, that this far is really not correct. No thanks, I'm good. That anyone, any one person can be the Machria here in this based on and Chumash. Thank you. That's what the Gemara says. But now says the Gemara, I can flip it on its head. I can give you the exact opposite svara to teach us that by stira we need one. How does that work? When we talk about Tuma, when we talk about her actually sleeping with a man, if in fact the Pasuk is right when it says that even one aid is sufficient to determine that she's no longer a sota because she slept with somebody, then when we talk about Stira, when we talk about going just being alone with him, she ain't no Olam, ain't This beautiful svara. If you're telling me that from the Pasuk we only need one person to determine that if in fact she slept with someone, then I should only need to, one person to determine if she was nistar with someone. It's it's a lesser issue It's a lower issue. It should be it should be easy. Talmud Omar. We think down here with our own logic. We're wrong. The pesukim and Shlomash don't say what we think. The Torah says if we find that there's an erbas davar, Omer we see later yakum Just like elsewhere, not in regards to sota. We have a din of, of Shnei Eden. Afkan, in regards to Stira, Al P. So, here, this is just a reminder that we think we understand and we don't. I did a circumcision this past week for a religious Christian family. Super, super, super respectful. They've never met an Orthodox Jew before. Or we were going through their cabinets. Like, it was great. We had a great time. So they were respectful, but other people that I've met with were not so respectful. They're quoting chapter and verse, and like they, you think you have pshat and chumash just because you did. Let's just say an archim, you did shnay mikra. That doesn't mean you you know pshat and chumash. We have huge machlokos, tanaim, amoraim, rishonim, achronim in regards to pshat and that leads to pesach We don't have the right to interpret pshukim on our own. That's why we need these gemaras. I'll be pastus. I would have thought that if one aid is sufficient to say that a woman supped with a man, and therefore she's not a sota, then the I would only need one aid to say that she was in yichud with the You're wrong. This is not what the Pasuk means. So let's analyze this and try and understand what's going on. Eight lines from the bottom. Says the Gemara, this idea that we might need two aid him. For uh, for uh, for determining that this what what was this for by stira says the gemara that's miki matzaba nafka that we learned out from that we need two people says the gemara no what are you talking about we learned about stira yesterday miba miba nafka that we know that there's two aden from the pasuk and bus says the gemara you're 100 right you're right ba that's what we learned yesterday that Ba is we that we learned that yesterday we learned from the word Ba that we need to aid them by Kinu and Stira and it's based on the word Ba. Oh, so what about V'tuma Ba'alma? What about a case of Znus where there was no warning and no, no uh, I mean, there was Stira, of course, but there was no warning from the husband. So there it says, How do we know that if Eid Echad shows up and he goes to the guy in Shul and says, I know your wife did something that we don't even believe this person. One eight is insufficient for adultery in general, but is sufficient by sota. Huge difference. This came up yesterday. On, this came up on Shabbos. So it says the Gemara. Mm-hmm. The Gemara makes this. Huge chasm, a world of difference. Even though it's so in the words, it's hard to distinguish. We have to listen above the words. What's happening here? If you have a woman who is suspect to be a sota, and one man shows up and says, "I know she slept with someone," done. She's not a sota. We trust him, Midol Raisa, to say they actually slept together. No me sota. She's divorced without eksuba, and all the ripple effects of the decision that she made to sleep with a man that wasn't her husband after Kinoi and stira. But in a case where it's no Kinoi and stira. A woman sleeps with a man. She shouldn't have psukim and chumash, iser, aser, whatever the punishments are. But there's only one aid to testify. We don't even believe the one aid. The one aid is a khidish by sota that we believe one man to say Rachel slept with Shimon. I that I I saw it. I know it happened. But stam outside of the sota world in general by niuf one aid is insufficient to verify that she actually did that crime. Huge differences, and therefore let's just. Reverse engineer, it's what we started with. If the formula doesn't go like this, kinui plus sira, and then we have a single aid, then we don't trust a single aid ever. The single aid is only trusted in the context of sota. But when it's a regular case of niuf, there we need two aid him to verify that she actually did what she did. And I wish this Gemara came a little earlier because we've been using this phrase of... Um, of uh, uh, Rishona and uh, Shnea, and says the Gemara, which would have been nice to have 20 lines ago, but we, we still figured it out. All right, let's talk about Shir Stira. Top of Dalarim Let's continue. The Gemara says, Shir When we say that there's Kinui, we know what Kinui is that a husband says to the wife, Al Tadabri How long is Stira? So listen to the shita of the first Tana. The first Tana has four parameters. Listen, the Kama top line, Kadei Tuma, Kadei Bia, Kadei HaAra, Kadei HaKafas Dekel Dibira rabbi Shmuel gives a four-pronged answer. We need to understand all four pieces. We'll analyze in a few. First, he says Kadei Tuma, the amount of time it takes to have intercourse. Says the Gemara Bia, which is the time of intercourse. The Tuma is generated through intercourse, which is Kadei HaAra. The minimum parameter is Minor penetration, which is just a minimal amount of the atara being nichnas l'osamakum. And the time it takes to walk around the dekel tree. It's a very short amount of time. It doesn't take long. That's Rabbi Omer k'day The amount of time it takes to dilute a cup of wine, also very short, says the Gemara. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Kadeh Lishtoso, to drink the wine. Benaza Omer Kadeh Litzlos beza the amount of time it takes to to roast, uh, to fry an egg. Rabbi Kiva Omer kade Ligoma, the amount of time it takes to eat the egg. Rabbi Yehuda Ben Meseira Omer Kadeh Ligmoa shlosha HaBitzen zuacharzu to swallow three eggs. One after the other. Rabbi Elizabeth, the amount of time it takes for a weaver to tie the two ends of a string. ben She was eating something. Something got stuck in her teeth. The amount of time it takes for her to remove that from her mouth is the amount of time of stira. And Plimo Omer, we've seen this name before a couple times in Shas. The amount of time it takes to reach into a basket and to remove a piece of bread. And in regards to that last of Plimo, Nice little remez in the Posse. All of these are the various sheets of how long Stira is. One thing is clear. The Isr de of Yichud that we typically speak about is way longer than this. This is talking about the minimum amount of time it takes for the Isr, the actual transactional Isr of intercourse to take place, whereby we should fear that she is now a sota. So now we've added an element to our formula. We know what kinui is. And stira is to be alone for this super short amount of time, seconds to be alone with that man, makes her eligible for the mesota. If it's less than that amount of time, the door closes for a tenth of a second. She opens the door. it's not a mesota. Closes for 30 seconds, mesota. Huge enough the lemaisah, huge enough kameenah's. Now, let's analyze the first sheet that we saw, the four-pronged approach of Rabbi Yishma. Ishmael. says the Gemara, Why do we need to have all four of these things that are quoted at the top of the page? The Gemara says, I'll tell you exactly why. If you want to say we're talking about Tuma, which is broadly referring to intercourse, I would have thought that it's not just intercourse, but it's also the Ritsui is ensuring that she is interested in tashmashamita, which is, not five seconds, so therefore it could be longer. Kamash No, we're saying tuma, which is It's just the amount of time for intercourse without the Ritsui. Oh, be itanic But if I would have only had the word Bia, Gimarbia, that it's a full process of intercourse, which is not true. Kamash kade just the amount of time for partial penetration, just the atara being nichnas la osamakum. The Ashmina I only had the case that was taught if I only had the parameter of ha partial penetration, have that it's not just that, but it's also the ritui process of ensuring that she is a willing participant, we need all of these answers. They're all one. They're all one. The amount of time it takes for Ha'ara, which is a very short amount of time, that's how long the stira has to be. How long is that? Which is the amount of time for this partial, minimal penetration and the amount of time it takes to walk around the Dekel tree. All of that is Bryson number one. But Brysa number two does not match up very well in regards to both the names of the people talking and the content by the names of who the, the Tanaim were that we were dealing with. The reminhi. halfway down, two lines before the wide lines, we're going to be going to the second to last line on the page, and that's where we will be stopping for the night. What does the new Brysa say? The pasik says, Vinistara, in regards to the Sota, The Kamashir Sira, this Brysa says, Lo we don't know. Oh, and then Kshehu Omer Oh, now when he says now that there is impurity, which is Shamita, Now we know. Rabbi wait a second. Look at the top line, third line down. Who would we say, Rabbi Shema. The four pronged approach in the first Mishnah was Rabbi Shmuel. Now the four pronged approach in the Mishnah is Rabbi Eliezer. That's going to be one of our questions. Rabbi Yoshua, Omer Kade Miziga Sakos. That's interesting because on the third line of this page, Rabbi Eliezer was the one who said that. Benazai says it was the one who drinks it. That was Rabbi Yoshua in the previous price So doesn't match. Rabbi Kiv That's to roast the egg. Rabbi Goma, That's how long it takes to swallow it. That's Tira. Fine. A lot of different shittas that don't match up. And the Gemara is going to call all of them out. Says Wait one second. If you look on the second line of this page, we refer to the parameter of Stira as walking around a tekel tree. And if you look at the very first long line of this page halfway down, it says, When a tree moves in the wind, which is different. So let's see, says the Gemara, so we see that hakafas and chazara Zedekel can't be the same, says the Gemara. Amar Abaye, hakafa Beruach. What is hakafa? That's the amount of time it takes for you to walk around the tree. But chazara is is the wind when the wind moves the tree. So you have one person who's walking around the palm tree, and the other one is the measurement of time when a tree sways because of the wind. And boy Ravashi, chazara beruach ki hechi de'azul hadar. When we say that the tree is moving, is it just that the tree moves one, two and then it's done? or no uh, that it just moves back and forth the amount of time it takes until it actually stops moving. Take we don't know the answer to that question. All right, Hassam over there in Bryson number one at the top of the page on Rabbi Eliezer Kadeh Mazika Sakos, and Kadeh Chazaras Dekel. They're the Rabbi Eliezer's Tiro within himself. It says the no E Dividir they're exactly the same. Shear, no machlokas between Rabbi Eliasers. They are all the same. Chazar Sadekel and Mazika Sakos is the same amount of time. Again, we don't have seconds put to put to this, but it's really a super, super short time for Stirah over there in the first price Rabbi So he was the one who said take, that the amount of seer is the amount of time it takes to drink the wine. And Hach Amak it's the amount of time not to drink the wine, but rather to dilute the wine. So says the Gemara, really, we should combine them, not that they're the same. It's a longer shear. First, dilute and drink. It could be a minute instead of 30 seconds. Says the Gemara, why would you not say, i'di, i'di, ha, who just say the Sakos and Sakos is the same shear? That way there's no steer in the bride. says, we don't have to combine the sheetahs and add them one to the other. Says the Gemara, we can't do that. Im Kain, if we did that, Rabbi Eliezer, that would be the same exact sheet as Rabbi Eliezer. We can't do that. Therefore, we had to combine. Possum over there in the first price, two thirds of the way down, a little bit more, halfway through the wide line. Pass him over there in the first price on the page, number, Benazek, the ben Azak, there he said that it was roasting an egg. That was the shear for. Uh, stira and here it's here he says it's the amount of time to drink the wine says the Gemara they're the same exact shear no stira next hasamam lagoma in the first mission Rabbi Akiva said the amount of time for stira was to swallow the egg and ha'cha it was to roast the egg says the Gemara oh it's a longer shear it's not only to to fry the egg but it's also to eat it. Here too, asking the same question as we saw earlier. Why don't you say that the sliyas beita and the gemias beita is the same amount of time? Can't do that, because kain That'll be the same shita as That'll be a stira. So we had no choice but to combine the shitas instead of saying that they were one and the same. Another question. In the first price on the page, in the defining stira, Rabbi Huda ben Biserik says to eat three eggs one after the other. But it's only to swallow one egg. It's a stira. Says the Gemara, no. Rabbi Hudam Basera wasn't only talking about his own cheetah, it's the Dvar of Rebbi Akiva Kamar, the Kamra Misharin Beli Bitslia Uvigmiya, and Ema Shirgmiya Luchudak de Ligmo Shaloshbetum Zwaharzu, the So therefore, Rabbi uh Yehudh Membasir was just speaking on behalf of Rabbi Akiva, and therefore it's not a stira in Rabbi Hudambessera. Up in the top of the first that we saw, we're now at the two dots, five lines from the bottom. Rabbi Elezer ben Omer Nima, that if the weaver is able to tie these weaves together, these strands together, all is fine and good. That's the sheer stira. It says the Gemara, Are we dealing with strings that are both of them are in my hands and they're easy to tie? Or do I have to pull one string all the way from the right, another one from the left, and pull them together and work very hard to tie them, which is a longer shear? To that, the Gemara says, take it, we don't know the answer to that. The Gemara then said, Same. person has something stuck in their teeth, and she's working to get it out of her teeth. That's the shear of stirrup. We've all had things stuck in our teeth. You ever get popcorn stuck? You got to go get uh, the dental floss, and you got to weave it out, and then you start bleeding because you don't floss regularly. Oh, it's a whole sogyal. So says the Gemara, which one is it? Boy, Mahadik. Was it really stuck? Yeah, the Mamash had to work on it and dig and try to get it out. Oh, Dilma, no, Dilma. Oh, or perhaps Dilma Hanteg. It wasn't easy. It wasn't so hard to take out. You just uh, a little mouthwash, a little water, and the whole thing. I'll take it. We don't know the answer to that. We do this one. We're going to stop right here. We'll stop at Plimo. Emir Sashim tomorrow night. We'll do a blot and a half and then be caught up just so we can fall behind again. Wishing you all a beautiful night.